The only real way to not ever feel that again is to just build your own business. Like you're going to have stress and ups and downs, but like at the end of the day, when you're in control of your income, like it's just a different world. Like it, it really is. What's up, everybody? My name's Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got some I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now a officially open that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA and we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't, randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. What's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren. Here, as always, with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother, so good to see you. I hope my Wi-Fi holds for this show. Uh, I was very annoyed last week because we had a great guest on and I couldn't hear half of the show myself. Actually, I could hear you guys. I just couldn't contribute. So maybe it was a great show because I was actually quiet for once. Uh, but I hope I made you proud. super disappointing. Yeah, no, you did great. The show was awesome. Yeah, man. I, I love being here and actually been actually really thinking about trying to expedite. So one of my dreams has always been to come back here and do six months here, six months in the States. And being here for this long. So our entire holiday is now like a month and 10 days, roughly all together. And so being here for this long, like, you know, I go to the morning, I go to the like little bar, I have my cappuccino and I have my fresh pastries. And I'm like, Dude, I really want to come back sooner rather than later. Right. I'm going to have to find a way to get good Wi-Fi because <laughs> apparently if I want to continue to do this show, I cannot do it on a, on a um, hotspot, which is what I'm using right now. But other than that, man, has been, has been great. Um, couple of thoughts that I've had because I've been going from Airbnb to Airbnb and I've mentioned last time about how here people come and meet you and greet you. It's that I'm still undecided if whatever or not that's a good kind of featured or not that I would implement because I think it's, it's kind of annoying because it puts this urgency on you as the guest to like arrive at a certain time and communicate that like, hey, like, you know, I mean, like I'm just finishing up lunch. I'm like paying for the check. Like I'll be right there. So on and so forth. But the other thing, it's so much about how when you have a home that does great, which I think this house, which is our last house here, was doing is doing very great, is the fact of being mindful of how much wear and tear goes into your property. Because mm. you can feel it. Like, right, you can see how this house has gone through so much, so many people, so much foot traffic, and you can see how it's kind of mm. ruined. Yeah, it's worn. And it's something that, like, in my opinion, 
you never want your pictures to be great in your house. You want great pictures 100%, but your picture should never outshine your house. Like you shouldn't get here and be like, oh, this house is in better days. Yeah. Because it merely puts a weird, it's not a weird taste because then you still appreciate the home, but then you start noticing, especially us as like doing this for a living, it's just has become kind of like second nature. I'm like, oh, these chairs are scratched, the walls are scratched. And I'm like, this is annoying. Like I'm paying like a decent amount of money. And like, and then you start becoming like weird. I'm like, do we leave them a three star in terms of like value for money? I don't mm. want to be an asshole, but at the same time, I'm like, it's not up to par, right? And especially like, I think if you are playing in the luxury space, you need to be aware of the fact that like luxury means luxury. And in a luxury house, I'm expecting certain things. I'm not expecting chipped walls. I'm not expecting a chair to be scratched. I'm not expecting those little things. And again, like, it's all a matter of the, of the arena you want to play in. But if you're playing in the luxury arena, you got to continuously develop a luxury quality product and yeah. continuously invest in it because you can see it, especially because sometimes you do things that maybe look cool for a picture. But if they're not well maintained, yeah, they start looking really effect. shitty. Yeah, and you can see it. You're like, oh, dude, this picture very well, and now it looks awful. You know, so just so now just this, a little now note. A very timely point to bring that up too, where we're kind of transitioning for a lot of people's busy seasons into a shoulder season. So now's a really good time. We actually just had a good talk with Tim, who you know, about like, hey man, this thing really needs a refresh. Like it's been live since late 2018 or 2019 like it's mm -hmm. looking beat we got to do a refresh or we got to take it down because it's going to start to pull our reviews down and we just can't have that in the portfolio mm -hmm. so like it's just having those discussions with owners and investors of like you know you get a few good years out of it you know you, you maintain it but then you got to do a refresh and just take care of all that stuff get some new furniture because again if you go in there and the pictures look great and the you know, he's got a leather couch and it's starting to crack in certain places and it just feels like they bought it on Craigslist furniture. You know what I mean? Like that vibe is not going to work anymore. So yeah, stay on top 100%. of that. Um, yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm excited for our guest today because he is a numbers person like me. So I always resonate with that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> today on the show, we've got Jeremy Worden with us and, uh, he loves identifying incredible Airbnb deals and crafting unique experiences. He is a 10-time super host, and his listings pull in over a million bucks a year. Shout out to you. That's awesome. He is also mm -hmm. the co-founder of BNB Calc, the premier tool for short-term rental pro forma financial analysis. He started his journey at 23 and needed to be creative to grow his portfolio. He's utilized multiple short-term rental strategies, such as co-hosting, rental arbitrage, and clamping, while raising money from investors to purchase. So without further ado, Jeremy, welcome to the show, man. How are What's you? What's up, guys? Good to be here. Yeah, man. Happy to have you. And uh, so walk us back, man. Like for, you've got, you've been doing a lot of things, uh, you know, for a fairly young guy. So walk us back. What was the epiphany to get into short-term rentals? And then let's pivot into this whole BNB Calc world that you got going on now. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm going to bring you back from how far we want to go back. We'll go back to, uh, to college, which for me, I graduated in 2019. Um, I played on University of North Carolina's junior varsity basketball team. So grew up, you know, 
classic case of like competitive person, siblings, all that jazz. And I didn't make uh, the varsity basketball team at UNC. So the way it works at UNC is you play two years on JV and either you're good enough to, to move up and there's a spot for you or you're not and you get cut. Uh, so I was cut. So at that point, you know, I was a little lost, but still competitive. I didn't really want to do like your classic, you know, your classic route. I also got rejected from every internship I applied for at the time, including the company my dad worked for my entire life. So I started a company, uh, kind of like a digital agency company with a couple of classmates, did that for a year. And then uh, essentially we had a disagreement and parted ways. Then I ended up working for a, a financial, like a private equity startup based in New York and COVID hit, uh, you know, times got tough. The fundraising climate dried up, dried up and my salary got cut. So I just kind of had that feeling for several years of like everything that's going on isn't in my hands. You know, it's not, I don't have control over my life, over my destiny. And I was not, I was like, until I feel like I'm like for better or worse, have control. I'm just not going to be happy. I'm not going to feel fulfilled. So when my salary got cut, it was March, 2020. I was just like, all right, I got to do something. I got to do a business and it's got to be my business. No more partnerships with other people. No more, you know, it's a startup, but it's someone else's startup. I got to do my own thing. So, and I was still working for the company at that time. So I couldn't really do anything that would like, would be competitive at all, like a competitive. But uh, what I decided on was like a boat rental business at a local lake in North Carolina. I had recently moved home with my parents after, you know, New York's pretty expensive when you're on a $2,500 a month salary can't really survive. Uh, so I moved back home with my parents and I bought, I used the savings I had to buy a pontoon boat. Uh, so I, I purchased a $5,600 pontoon boat and listed it on, uh, you know, started running some Google ads and within a day or two of like running ads to it, I had a $2,000 booking for that pontoon boat for, uh, for the next two weeks. That guest was staying at a lake house Airbnb. Uh, and, I, and that's what I found that summer is a lot of my, my renters were staying at Airbnbs. So I would get in the conversations with the, the owners of the Airbnbs. I'd get in conversations with renters who were booking boats as well as were booking houses. Uh, sorry, I was getting in conversations with people who are booking boats as a way of seeing the lake because they wanted to buy a house. And they said, hey, you're the, you seem like you know how to do the rental stuff on this lake. Would you be interested in renting out our lake houses for us? And I said, sure. Like, why not? At that time, I was like, damn, these boats are crazy. You know, like a $2,000 profit on a, you know, $6,000 purchase in two weeks. Like, there's no way like the math could be any better than that. And then we started looking at these houses. I'm like, damn, these houses are getting booked. You know, I started managing them, getting booked $4,000 a week. And it's not all that difficult. Uh, wow. All right. This Airbnb stuff is, is something real. So then really just started putting all my, my attention and energy into initially boat rentals and Airbnbs. And then eventually over the last few years, it's really been growing my Airbnb portfolio to, uh, I have 25 listings now and totally has changed my life and getting into like the software and stuff, like really Airbnb and the freedom of short-term rentals kind of allows me to pursue whatever. I mean, I just got back from a two week vacation in Europe. That wouldn't have been possible uh, three years ago. So it's really just opened up like me being able to do and what I want to do on a daily basis. And yeah, definitely changed my life. 
Love that, dude. It's funny. I was golfing yesterday with a guy at our club who has been laid off for a couple months and I could feel that like stress. And in my head, I'm like, man, the only, the only real way to not ever feel that again is to just build your own business. Like you're going to have stress and ups and downs, but like at the end of the day, when you're in control of your income, like it's just a different world. Like it, it really is. Live and die by your own sword. That's how I see yeah. it. Love that. So at what point did you have the idea for BNB Calc, right? So you got 25 now. At what point did you have the epiphany of like, I should make this like badass deal analyzer for back, lack of a better word to help other people like analyze deals? Yeah. So in order to scale my Airbnb portfolio early on, I had to leverage other people's properties. So namely by using the co-hosting strategy as well as the Airbnb arbitrage strategy, which requires less initial investment than buying a house. And uh, eventually I, I wanted to start buying houses. To me, like I've always seen at, you know, my, I've always seen owning real estate kind of as the goal, and like over time, what I, what I really want to be doing. Uh, but I wanted to buy, I saw the prices, you know, I, I saw, I was running the numbers with Excel spreadsheets and I needed to be able to convey to investors that these would be good investments that you could trust me. And then what I saw was like a huge pain point was just sending Excel spreadsheets like back and forth with business partners, with investors, with banks, just wasn't the most, you know, weirdly enough, like a lot of people, I mean, I was a shock. A lot of people don't really like Excel spreadsheets and especially everyone who wants to do things on their phone. Uh, so that wow, was a shocker. big part of it. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Absolute, um, absolute shocker. People don't like Excel spreadsheets. That, that comes as a surprise to me. Hey, you seem like an Excel guy. I thought, I thought you'd that'd be your... Excel in life, maybe. No, no. <laughs> it's a computer program. Uh, but also a lot, a lot of the, the data uh, for specifically short-term rental, you know, AirDNA, uh, also uh, tax information, uh, you know, exp expense information, like a lot of stuff's like online, like square footage. A lot of it's online. So essentially with an Excel spreadsheet, you have to like copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. And I mean, I was running the numbers on hundreds and I still do it. I mean, hundreds of deals, like lots and lots of deals, you know, and if you can do something that saves yourself, let's say each property analysis before took me 20 minutes with an Excel spreadsheet and I've gone it down to like two minutes, you know, and I saved myself 18 minutes times 300 property analysis. I'm not going to, I mean, I need an Excel spreadsheet to do that math, but you're saving yourself a lot of time. So it's really initially like saving myself time, being able to communicate deals with uh, business partners and investors. Uh, and initially just built it, you know, for myself and for my team members. And then after a little bit, it was like, all right, might as well open this up to folk are asking for it. So let's open it up. And, uh, you know, the response has been really good and uh, really excited for like a new release we're going to do in a few weeks that we've been working on for a really long time. That's just going to like, in my opinion, make it, you know, 10 times more valuable. That sounds awesome. So walk us through how that works. So is this meant for somebody more like Mike, which if you don't know our dynamic, Mike has the CPA background and the numbers guy, and I'm more of a like feelings guy. So I'm like, I go to a property. I'm like, this, this property feels great. I'm like, I, I think it'll do well. And then I'll like air DNA. And I'm like, I have 12, 13 years of experience now. So I'm like, I know, I know my gut, what the numbers are. And then I have this just raw confidence that my investors kind of like listen to. But is your ideal avatar user a more sophisticated investor that is more number prone? 
Or is this for the everyday Joe that can just actually feel more comfortable going out and making an offer on a property after using BNB Cock? Yeah, and I, and I would say, first of all, like my high level advice for anybody, especially anybody who's starting, is just like know the variables that go into the investment. Like for better or worse, just know what they are. Like write them down on a piece of paper. Like you need to know every revenue and expense item that is part of this. Because if you don't, like you're going to get blindsided by something. So regardless of if you use BNB Calc or just use a piece of paper, know every revenue expense item. Prior to BNB Calc, I use an Excel spreadsheet and I still like for really advanced underwriting, like if it's something kind of complicated, you know, I'll whoop out a spreadsheet, sure. Uh, but really, you know, BNB Calc allows you to just quickly like analyze a property. You can save your presets. So like, let's say I'm in the state of Florida. Uh, e, I know, I know you're there. I have two properties in Florida. My insurance in Florida is going to be $500 a month where it's $100 a month in North Carolina. So, you know, am I going to save a spreadsheet version for Florida uh, or, and then have to open a new one? Or do I want to just save that as like a preset, like Florida preset? So I would say it works, works for both. I mean, e, if you know the variables and you can kind of quickly do like the analysis in your head, and, you know, there is, it is hard. Like I do, I do tell people that AirDNA revenue estimate, which is currently our current product, that is what we use for the initial top line estimate. I mean, you could sway 30,000 up or below it, you know, depending on so many different variables and factors. A lot of those being qualitative factors. How good are your photos? How, you know, how many amenities do you provide? What amenities are there? So it isn't like an exact science, but you should at least know all the revenue expense items. And like, we definitely make it as easy as possible to understand that and as quick as possible to really come up with like a quick analysis, quick and proficient analysis. Hope that helps. <laughs> so I'm curious. So you say, cause I get it. It can take, once you get rolling with it, say 15, 20 minutes to analyze a deal. How, how are you able to cut the time? Cause I think you were saying like it pulls data from different things. So what kind of data does it pull other than like the rentalizer info? Like what else does it do to help you speed that up? Yeah. So first square footage. So, uh, and you know, it's not always right. You know, we're pulling from, we probably pull square footage from four different places. So like square footage. So if you want to do an estimate of your initial furniture investment at 10 bucks a square feet, bang, like done like that automatically does that tax information we pull all the county tax information from every county in the country so do you want to go search that county and figure out what their tax and then you know do them do the multiplication to come up with the monthly tax that might take you know 35 40 seconds bang like it's it's done automatically uh and you know you can create presets for expenses so which you know if you're you're an avid user obviously that's something that each time you know you you probably know the markets you're in, you know the expenses in the markets you're in. So you can just save, you know, this market, have these presets. Um, but yeah, so it's really that tax information, it's that initial setup. I mean, you know, mortgage information, you can set different presets for yourself. So, and then right now we're, we have the AirDNA revenue estimate, but we're working on is like, I mean, we work with several data providers. I mean, we work, you know, we have some comps data, but we're really trying to make our comps data a lot more, you know, that's really, I mean, I'm sure you guys know, uh, it's, it's really about finding the comps, finding a property that's crushing it and beating that property. That's really the name of the game. Like if you're going to break it down as simple as possible, it's seeing who's killing it and beating them. 
So that's the next level of what we're trying to do is really bring in a lot of comps data. STR Nation, want to know how I gained $817,000 in equity in 19 months using none of my own money? Well, if you haven't already heard me talk about boutique hotels, I just recorded an 18-minute case study for my private mastermind group on how I bought a tiny 13-unit hotel in Rockport and more than doubled its value from 2.25 to 5.5 million in 19 months. But instead of keeping this one a secret, I decided to share it with you guys completely free. Just go to www.strsecrets.com hotels to access the case study and promise in just 18 minutes, you'll know why boutique hotels are my favorite STR strategy in 2023. I break down everything from the renovations, the location, the investment, the equity, the financing, and how to take advantage of forced appreciation. So when you have 20 minutes, go to www.strsecrets.com hotels. And now let's get into this week's episode. What gets you excited right now? This is a random question, but I always like to ask like founders this, like what is, what is getting you excited right now with the business? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I got a cat last night. Uh, came back from Europe at 10 p.m. Got flight <laughs> came in and then went to pick up a cat. I've never had a pet before, so so that's new. Uh, I know yeah. that's a per- that's a personal thing, not a business. I mean, I want to get no, into but that's life. a life thing, bro. Like I I you know what's funny, and I don't know if you're where in Europe you were, but it's it's probably part of the reason you found a cat is because there's cats everywhere here, and that's yeah. something that like I didn't realize. When I, I haven't been home in a little while and it's literally been, I love, I love pets more than people. I tell people all the time, one of my running jokes is if the pets could pay, oh, she's cute or oh, he's very cute. But if pets had money and could pay for my Airbnbs, I would rent exclusively to pets rather than renting to people because most people suck. And I've been very few times have I been disappointed by a pet, uh, but they're everywhere here. Yeah, that's funny you say that because actually that was yeah, the exact thing. We saw a cat in Capri and then some lady walked up and we started talking about cats and how having cats were so great. And she was like, oh, and if you guys are on vacation, you can get like an automatic feeder for them and like an automatic like poop thing. And I'm thinking with my Airbnb hat, oh, you're telling me I can automate? I can automate the pet? <laughs> like, oh, wow. All right. If I can automate a cat, then sure. Like, I don't want to do anything in life that I can't automate. And that's purely from, you know, being an Airbnb business owner and whatnot. So your goal, getting back to more of like the business side of it, or what's the goal with B&B Calc? And then what's the goal for your portfolio? Because I know you were saying that you were excited to own more real estate. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. You know, the co-hosting for me was always a vehicle to build up cash to just acquire more real estate. But, you know, what are what are your summer goals, some of your goals with B&B Calc and then like your portfolio? Because I know it's very challenging to run two businesses at once from personal experience. Oh, for sure. For sure. No, you're not wrong there. Yeah. I mean, with the portfolio, I wanted to get to a million dollars in annual revenue from the Airbnb portfolio, like not including the boats. So that was kind of like a goal. Um, And doing that, obviously, it's quicker if you use other people's properties. So mostly through co-hosting and arbitrage, that was majority of, of, of that million dollars revenue. But now I'm trying just to buy like, and also, you know, three years ago, the last thing you would get me thinking or talking about was like the tax advantages of buying real estate. To me at the time, it was get the hell out of my job or sorry, I don't want to say that. And I do actually, I did like my job, but it was like, get me in control 
And in order to do that, I need cash flow. Like that's that's the name of the game. So that was the first thing was cash flow. Then it was kind of arbitrary. Like I want a million dollars in revenue. Now it's like I want to save on taxes by buying in addition to just building wealth over the long term and, you know, generational wealth for that cat, you know, my kids, so to speak. But yeah, and then with that freedom, you know, that cash flow, it's like, what do you want to do with your time now that, you know, I have it? You know, really the difference between having a $2 million Airbnb business and a $1 million, like if your, mar- if your gross margins are 30% on that $1 million Airbnb business versus 20% on that $2 million Airbnb business, it's only actually $100,000 a year. You know, it's only actually $100,000 a year in net income. So I want to grow really high margin. Like as I grow up in revenue, I want very high margin revenue. I don't just want revenue for the sake of revenue because I do feel like people get sucked into like doors for the sake of doors, revenue for the sake of revenues. Like I definitely don't have that feeling. Uh, but yeah, it's like, what do I do with my time? Well, I've always loved, yeah, my, my first like company startups I did were all software when I did the digital agency, it was building software for other people. Like that was my role. And Airbnb has allowed me to build BNB Calc without any uh, outside funding. Like if I were to have done it two years ago, I would have had to raise several hundred thousand dollars to bring in team members uh, to help. But because I, I could just, you know, help self-fund it through uh, Airbnb, and yeah, it's just like I, the tools helping people, if it wasn't, people weren't using it and it wasn't helping them, I'd be doing something else. So I just, I like the idea of building helpful tools and making them better and better. And wherever the hell that leads, who knows? <laughs> we'll see. But I enjoy it. I enjoy building helpful tools and I enjoy people using those tools and figuring out how to make them better and working with others who are really skilled at making them better. Yeah, Love that, dude. That's, that's a great answer. Um, where would you say you spend the most amount of your time or where is your time kind of split between the Airbnb, the BNB Calc and the boat business? You still have the boat business as well? Yeah, I still have the boat business. So that was the first, I mean, I, I constantly try to like look at what I'm doing and be like, how can I offload roles and responsibilities? Uh, boats was the first thing I hired someone this summer. It was like the first summer where I was very detached from it. So I hired a shout out to Nico for, for running things this summer. Uh, I'm just going to probably hire a UNC intern every summer. And, and hopefully that takes care of that. As for the houses, you know, I have virtual assistants. Uh, I have like local maintenance members. So it's really, I always try to make the Airbnbs manage themselves more. Uh, but yeah, with like a software company, I mean, you can, you know, I do have a CS background, but you know, as you build a company, you, can't really be in the code all that much. And to be frank, after not coding for a few years, growing an Airbnb business, not very good at it uh, at this point. So you got to be, it takes a lot of like thinking, you know, and I, it's something I do enjoy doing. I enjoy like looking at things and thinking. So I guess where you ask like what you want your time doing, it's like, I guess I like thinking <laughs> and like trying to figure out like how to solve more like harder and harder problems. Uh, but I also do enjoy you know, working with others. And I do some, uh, I mean, I, I do some coaching um, and it is cool. You know, a lot of, honestly, my coaching is like my friends who three years ago were following me on Instagram and they're just like, dude, help me out. I'm like, ah, damn. All right, fine. And it's cool that two years later, some of them are getting close to seven figure businesses themselves. So 
yeah, I guess in short, I like solving complicated problems. Uh, and I like working with others to build automated businesses and help others build their own businesses for themselves. Love that dude. So what's kind of price point for BNB Calc? Is it like a monthly subscription or like, how does that work? Yeah. So currently it is just one price, one pro membership, $29.99 a month. Uh, we are, so we're trying to like, we aggregate data from a ton of different places and like we have to pay for that data. So with this next launch, it's going to be a lot more valuable and we're going to have to be paying for a lot more data. So if you're watching this, I don't know when this gets released and you go to the website and you expect $29.99, you might not see it. Uh, <laughs> TBD, we're trying to, that's one of the problems trying to figure out currently. So if you're in the free Facebook group and you're seeing us stream this live ahead of the oh. podcast release, <laughs> you can go grab your deal now <laughs> before that goes up. But um, that's cool, man. And yeah, like the the thing that I want to reiterate to folks, and I, I went deep on this the other day on one of our mastermind calls was like, challenging people to rethink how they view money and their time. Because if you ask most people, you, you know, what's more valuable time or money, they always say time. But if you look at how they spend their time and they spend their money, it's the complete opposite. They're like afraid to spend money. Like, Oh, I can just do that myself. It's like, yeah, well, I thought your time was more valuable than that. So for 30 bucks a month, if, if you could analyze even a hundred deals this month, which would be easy, quite frankly, with that software, how much time would that save you times, even if it saved you 10 minutes, right? That's like a lot of hours worth of you. Is your time worth more than 30 bucks an hour? This is how I look at every decision I make now, all the way from like the meal prep service I pay for, like the way that I travel, the way that I do anything. It's like, how do I optimize to buy me more time back to be as efficient as humanly possible? Because in reality, most listeners have full-time jobs. They're building this business on the side, just like we did before. You need to optimize every part of your day to carve out that time to go find deals. Like if you're still in the growth phase, in my opinion, 80% of your time should be on prospecting for more deals. And the other 20% is dialing in your operations. Like you need to be in deal flow mode. Like you can tinker with your listings all day long and like maybe get a couple hundred bucks more a month. But that's, in my opinion, the highest ROI is getting more deals. The only way to get good deals is to know how to analyze them and to know your numbers and see if there's enough profit in there for you to make money, the owner to make money, or if you're the investor, for you to invest your money to get the best return that you can. I agree. I'm sure actually I need to touch. We just launched a few weeks ago a tax savings calculator. So you guys are familiar with like the short-term loophole. And this will probably be why would Mike use this? Uh, e was your question earlier. I'm sure a few years ago, Mike, well, you are an accountant, so maybe you would always care about this, but the tax savings aspect of buying short-term rentals, I didn't really realize until like a year ago how insanely valuable it was. Like if you're a medium to high income earner, honestly, even if you're like a relatively low W-2 earner, the tax advantage of being able to offset your active income through quote unquote, active short-term rental losses is bonkers. Uh, and we, we automate the equation of the structure value relative to the structure plus land value. So we pull from tax records. So we can very quickly come up with an estimate of like how much of a loss you can show on a property uh, doing a cost segregation study and leveraging the short-term rental loophole. I had to throw that in there. I didn't really answer your question on why Mike would use it earlier. So 
I I had to had to throw that in there. No, bro, I love it, and I overall have really just enjoyed your energy on the show, and I just enjoyed how how you go about things because I think there is this way that, and, and I'm putting words into your mouth, but this way of that you look at it almost like a game, right? It's just like what is the most fun that I can have in what it is that I'm doing, and how can I give up everything else? And I think that that's how so many people should be looking at this industry and then focusing on the stuff that excites you and gets you happy because then it, it, you switch the balance from I have to do this to I get to. And once you start living a life where you get to do what you love to do, waking up in the morning becomes a lot easier. And you have this natural energy of excitement that comes up in your daily interactions with people that actually helps you get to where you want to go a lot quicker because then you just have this underlying feeling that people are like why is this guy so excited about life all the time like every time i talk to him but is that one is that taking control of your life and two is when you're working on things that inspire you and make you have fun and you're helping people and you're working with fun people and everything else what is there not to like it's like school when you were younger and you used to go to school, like elementary school and middle school. They were just so fun because you got to hang out with your friends. School was there, yes, but most you thought about was just the fact that you're hanging out with your friends. And you're like, life is good. And I feel like so many people get lost in that. Like So many people switch from their W-2 to this, this full-time Airbnb business and they are not appreciating the right things. And I feel from your energy and from just how you approach everything else is that you have just a lot of fun doing it. And it sounds like you're great at like leveraging other people and finding people to like pass on things to. And I think everybody should be channeling a little bit more of that and thinking a little bit more. I think if we all thought a little bit more in life, I think life would be a lot better. Uh, I think it's a great epidemic that we have. Actually, I don't think people think enough. And, and Warren Buffett, right, does his, Bill Gates does his holidays where he just goes and thinks and goes and reads and goes and grows. And as a business owner, that is actually your highest ROI of your, of your time is you thinking. Thinking how I can make my team better, thinking how I can support better, and thinking like what can we do to become better than the rest. So this has been a great show, man. I'm going to look at this BNB calculator. I won't promise that I will use it all the time, but I'll definitely look at it. Yeah, and I and I and I will admit that I even and I even say this, you know, I've I've been on I was on the short term shop, and I I even said this like at a certain point, like there is qualitative, like people can eyeball things, and any data provider out there, your gut might be better. Like that's the short term rentals is not like an exact science. So I know I know you're you you shoot from the gut, uh, which is totally fine, and in this. In short-term rentals, like that skill is a huge skill in itself. And it's where there's like, quote unquote, like inefficiency in the market is because there's just like, you can see things that other people can't and numbers can't, can't like do it justice. 100%. So before we get into the last question, man, where can folks learn more about you and B&B Calc? Yeah. So uh, break that down myself. So like, yeah, while doing all this stuff, I've also been posting on social media. Uh, so I mean, for the last three years, I've been very active on like Instagram and TikTok and have built a good community there of like, I think a hundred thousand or so on Instagram. 
So I keep it real. I post every day, like at least a story. So check me out there. Uh, and then what's the handle? What's the handle? At Jeremy Worden. Yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, I made sure to put that as the the name. And then as for BNB Calc, it's just bnbcalc.com. Mike's totally right. Um, I don't want to shoot myself in the mouth and say chances are the price will be higher whenever this gets released officially, but I don't know. He might want to do it sooner than later. Uh, but yeah, it's just bnbcalc.com. Love it, man. Well, the last question that we ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Great question. Yeah, and I've listened to your, I've listened to the pod. So I should have had an answer ready uh, for that one. <laughs> I should have done my research or I should have, I did do my, my, uh, my homework, but I, it looks like I didn't turn you in the assignment. You should have been thinking about it. Yeah. But I you're need, thinking I need about to... other things. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about too many things. Yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, and like I, I got asked on another pod, it was like, what would you tell like your 20 year old self? And I mean, it's all the classic, like, just, just do it. You know, short-term rentals is a great game where your inputs define your outputs, like in very few types of investing or in business, is that the case? You know, if you, if you buy a long-term rental, like what can you really do to the long-term rental to like make it do that much better? Like, all right, you renovate a bathroom or something and you can pull in like a hundred dollars more a month. Well, in short-term rentals, if you put a, you buy a $20 fake plant and put it in the right corner and get, get a good photo, that fake plant can make you $4,000. So it's just a great game where your inputs define your outputs. And the harder you work and the more attentive you are to your listings and your properties, the better you do. So it's, it's get started, uh, enjoy the process. You know, this is a fun, I've done several businesses at this point. Short-term rentals is probably the most fun. Uh, I'm saying that, like, I know it's what I'm doing for a living, but like you said, E with like having fun earlier, like, I don't know, Mike, if you would think it's more fun than accounting, uh, but I would have guess, guess so. It's a fun game and your inputs define your outputs. So just get going. Love it, man. Well, thank you again for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, excited to see some of these new releases coming out. So for listeners, make sure you follow Jeremy uh, on IG and TikTok. We'll have all the links down in the show notes. Go check out bnbcalc.com. Know your freaking numbers before you get into deals. For God's sakes, know your numbers. The amount of people that DM me after they buy the wrong deal. I'm like, it's very challenging to fix a bad deal got to know your numbers before you get the deal. So know your numbers. This tool makes it like stupid proof to know your numbers and very, very easy to use. So go check it out. It's very short money to save yourself tens, if not hundreds of thousand dollars on a bad deal. So go check it out. Have an amazing week. and We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys so much for having me. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.